Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Welcome to the COB podcast. It is the 22nd of December. Great to have you along with us. I'm Nadine Blaney. Great to have you here as well, Scotty. We haven't spent a lot of time in this room together, have we? Socially distanced and we're still socially distanced now, but uh, we no, sure are. must stay safe. Uh, absolutely. But great news on the COVID front. Eight new cases in New South Wales. Let's keep it going, guys. Everybody keep getting tested. Wear your masks, yada, yada. That's my PSA for today. But uh, some of the optimism that I certainly felt around here and around, you know, the newsroom about the situation in New South Wales not translating into the cold, hard facts of the ASX today. It was a pretty spectacularly bad day, particularly with energy and materials. Well, the market is not the economy, and certainly the market is not the, uh, the coronavirus. Uh, we know that, and uh, I know often it's own tangent for a long period of time. And I'm not surprised that we're seeing uh, some really sluggish performance here in, uh, in late December. I know everyone's looking for the, uh, the Santa Claus rally, but let's be honest, I think half this year has been the Santa Claus rally, uh, fueled by a lot of liquidity and, uh, and hopes for uh, no stimulus and the like. Now that uh, the cold, hard reality is set in, that's, I know, uh, yes, we've got so much good news that's already in the price, it needs to deliver. So even when we get, I know, an improvement in the other uh, case count here in New South Wales and long may it continue and hopefully can go and get another similar outcome tomorrow and maybe, just maybe get a little bit of scary of Christmas uh, come Friday. Um, I'm not surprised that we're, uh, we're struggling a little bit at the moment. There's a lot of good news in these markets. Yeah, there's a lot of talk that the Santa Claus rally happened in November, especially for the Australian market. Interesting to note, I mean, that preliminary retail sales read was a bumper uh, outcome today. A lot of talk about Black Friday sales, the reopening of Victoria, pent up demand there. But the retailers today did not do well. Everything from Kogan, you know, to Beacon Lighting, to Adairs, to JB Hi Fi, to, uh, you know, Harvey Norman, all significantly down on the day. The one exception that, you know, I had time to type in was Temple and Webster, which was up just marginally. I'm just putting my deal in as a curious fact no my deal also down today close to two percent yeah it's not not to dismiss like it is a really strong result uh look there's a couple of factors underneath the service though one of them was i know the full reopening of victoria uh that was undoubtedly a positive and uh as i'm sure many people in this office can to attest to the uh the iphone 5g launch now i know from previous reiterations of i know iphones that have come out that have dropped a lot of excitement that its launch would have gone and juiced this up and we've seen it in the past so i wonder how much that may have been a contributing factor as well we don't have the full breakdown because it's no. only preliminary figures but i'll be paying very close attention when they're out in a couple of weeks time did you get a new iphone 
No, I've, I'm, a, I'm an Android user. Oh, they did know that. I'm one of those people, like not innovative. It does have 5G, but uh, I haven't really noticed any difference. Yeah, I don't know anybody who got a new Apple, but uh, that that oh, the, you, I don't know tons of people. You should go hang down my end of the office. Like, every, <laughs> oh, really? every, everyone's got, yeah. So apparently, when I'm shot on the uh, the Scuddy's, uh, you know, slice for uh, the <laughs> social media, like that's on a 5G handset. Oh uh, yeah, I do know Michael's got one, um, but he took some. You can take some amazing photos on that. I haven't managed to shatter the uh, <laughs> the lenses just yet. I'm, I'm still working on that. Oh, Scotty. Um, okay, so we let's get to the stock of the day. Stock of the day, Ramsey Health. Uh, just chatting with Gautam, our producer, gave me the big heads up that our guests today, Mark Mullen from Team Invest and Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool, are not sending it into the Ausbiz portfolio. Take a listen to why. They're really under the pump and their, their earnings are down 46%, I think it was, uh, for the last 12 months. And they yeah. only reported, oh, so the AGM was in November. And... It's hard to get excited about it because yeah. the earnings growth is actually uh, flat. You know, sales are up about eight percent over the last six years growth, so mm-hmm. it's okay. Eight percent per year. Per year. Or, okay, yeah, per yep. year yeah. uh, income. That's that's overall revenue coming in. Right. But their earnings are at the moment running about minus one point one per year. So they've actually got negative growth, and we know. Uh, and uh, this deal they've signed with the NHS. I had a look at it. It sounds. It seems just like it's straight, virtually an extension of the deal they had before Christmas. So for us, it would need the share price would need to halve to to be worth. Oh, that worth much overvalued. Yeah, yeah yep. it needs to be in the yep. mid thirties, I reckon, to then say, yep, okay. Based on that going forward, once we come out of Corona, their earnings will pick up. It's the sort of stock that should do spectacularly well when you think about the quality of its assets. The, the fact that we all, frankly, need the business. Um, it, it should be one of those companies that keeps going well. It's also, by the way, was supposed to grow meaningfully from acquisitions overseas in particular. France, yeah. Indonesia, the UK were supposed to be big growth businesses. So it's kind of, it's lurching into gunner territory, I have to say. One of those companies that you know should have all these things going for it, but can't find a way to get that profitable growth even before COVID, as Mark said. It's probably, a, it's one that's on our, on our watch list for a downgrade, quite honestly just simply because it's not doing what we thought it should be able to do. So that is uh, Ramsey Health, according to Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool and Mark Moreland from Team Invest. Look, Ramsey Health was up by about 1.2% today on the news that it has signed a new agreement with the NHS in the UK, uh, replacing, I should say, an existing deal that expires at the end of December. Hey, look, you know, we could talk about the COVID case count in the UK, but it's all a bit depressing, isn't it? Um, We could talk about Brexit, but I don't know, maybe, Scotty, I'm just fatigued at the end of, I was going to say end of year fatigue. Try end of four and a half year fatigue with Brexit. Do you have much to add on that front? Just, <laughs> just get it done. I'm sick of it. Everyone else is sick of it. No, go to WTO rules, the Australian rules. Uh, I'm happy for that to go and take place. Uh, the the pound will get absolutely crucified. Uh, there'll be another recession in the UK, albeit briefly. And then I think you probably benefit being out of the other uh, Eurozone. But um, that's for another day. But of course, I still reckon that there'll be a last minute deal with struck. I still know these EU leaders love nothing more than emerging yep. from like no, an all nighter and then like no, proclaim how like no fantastic they are. Only took four and a half years to get. I expect that it'll be uh, sometime in the next week or so. Okay, we've got top three interviews on our newsletter and also accessible via the show notes. Seven stocks, five ETFs, one 2020 size pandemic. David Lane from Pitcher Partners gives us his big investment themes to watch in 2021. Also, we've got uh, Heath's Christmas wrap of the market. One of our guests, we love him, Heath Moss, equities advisor at HLM Investments, got into the Christmas spirit today. He added a Santa Claus hat to his Christmas tree backdrop, and uh, it all went very well. So he gives us some picks for the recovery 
and uh, yeah, for 2021, let's uh, let's hope it's a good one. Absolutely. Well, now the bar has been set to no, <laughs> pretty particularly low. low by 2020, <laughs> especially heading into Christmas. All right, Tilt Renewables is another one of those companies that we spoke with uh, today. TLT is the ticker code, and. Um, yeah, you can hear a little bit more about Australian Super's $5.1 million bid for TLT's majority owner, Infotril, in that interview, which is um, obviously in, of interest to the market. Look, tonight in the U.S., we get a third quarter GDP release in the U.S., existing home sales as well. Uh, I suppose nothing quite as exciting as having tel- Tesla entering the uh, S&P 500, Scotty. Did that keep you up at night waiting to see the price action of that? Yeah. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I saw the uh, the replay on uh, on Saturday morning when the uh, the markets were shutting there in the United States, and I woke up and I was watching just the absolute shenanigans with that uh, Tesla share price. Um, yeah, in my view today, right about I know we're going to put the uh, the benefits of being diversified, but uh, I think a lot of people who have suddenly become Tesla shareholders uh, and uh, they're bought into the story. Where well, and, and even if they didn't buy, and a lot of these passive ETFs are bringing people in to be a quite large uh, Tesla shareholder. Yeah, if you're in a, a S&P 500 li- uh, linked ETF, passive index, you're now about 1.6% of your portfolio is now yeah. Tesla. So you have bought into the hype right at the highs of the market. Uh, uh, look, yeah. To me, Tesla is a bubble. Uh, it's so much of a, a fanboy and fangirl, uh, no thematic behind it. So much, you know, you try and go and, and challenge it, you get shot down. Uh, it's, oh, it's a technology company and the like. All I encourage anyone who's, you know, whether you care what I think or not, just go and have a look at the EV space. I want to do a bit of research about what's going on from Audi, what's going on from Mercedes-Benz in that EV space. I tell you what, looking at the cars and what they're producing, Say who I'd rather be purchasing. Well, it's not just that. Uh, we now have word just coming through today that Apple is looking to get in on the business. Um, y- you know, <laughs> looking to target car production by 2024 and eyeing next level battery technology as well. This is according to source- sources as reported in, in Reuters. So you think, Michael, and also Sarah, I did a little poll when we were listening to the stock of the day, Sarah in our newsroom also has an iPhone, uh, the new iPhone. Um, You think she'll want to buy an Apple EV, Tesla EV, or would you actually want to buy a Volkswagen that, (laughs) you know? I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Like Apple is a fantastic brand. Like, no, it speaks for itself. It is like one of the most trusted and uh, respected brands out there. That's why it just is absolutely a money-making machine. But stick with what you do well. I know it's trying to go and be innovative and the like, but uh, why not go and incorporate some of your technology into new vehicles and partner up with someone else? Who knows, maybe even a Tesla. You don't know. But uh, it seems like a strange pivot to me. Be interested to see whether Apple truly goes down that path. You'd think it would be in the, uh, the autonomous space, so I uh, know driverless cars would be the way that it would be looking to go in the future. We will see. Um, look, tomorrow we've got a great lineup of guests. Richard Ivers, Portfolio Manager, Prime Value Asset Management, will be joining us to take us through three stocks that present good long-term value in that small cap space. We'll be speaking with the CEO of Wellfully, live from Switzerland, about a couple of new developments there. Anthony Doyle from Fidelity International is up at 11.15, and uh, the list goes on. We will wrap it up pretty much with Con McLacus. He is CIO of Statewide Super. We'll get some reflections from him on the year that was, and uh, yeah, what the investment committee there will likely be talking about in 2021.
Uh, my mate, Con Michalakis. Con, if you're listening in, uh, shame I can't go and have a beer with you over the other uh, summer. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, shame, shame about everything that's gone over the last uh, week or so. But uh, to all my peeps in Adelaide, I'm looking forward to catching up with you at some point very soon. Oh, Scotty, we feel for you. Um, well, I'm going to go return to the lockdown northern beaches. <laughs> Stay away from me. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, all good, all good. Uh, listen, we will... Catch you all tomorrow. The COB will be coming at you until Christmas Eve. And then we will resume January 4th after a a bit of a break to recharge our EV. No, just our batteries. A little bit of a rest and relaxation. I dare say after the year that we've had, and I'm sure many people can relate to this. So I think the team is very much truly looking forward to that break. But we've got two more days and we are pumped. We'll see you tomorrow for the live stream at 830 as well. Have a good night. 